Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club. I'm your host, Manny G, and joining me tonight is the one who removed his shoulder armor saying, not my war chief, it's the old soldier himself, Andy Man. That war armor is getting kind of heavy these days, Manny. <laughs> shoulders aren't what they used to be. They're not. Well, we are part of an excellent gaming community called the Gaming Adventure Club, and this is our podcast. We talk about gaming adventures throughout the week, what's going on in the gaming world, Andy, my friend, we are not alone tonight. Oh, snap. I thought I heard like a, what, what is it, like a, like an orc or Did you... <laughs> a wizard, a hunter. I heard a wizard in the background. It was a okay. wizard, it's okay. a wizard mage. Get it One right, Andrew. All right, sorry. friends, please welcome my good friend, Kyle. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, enjoying life in Azeroth. I am too. We are talking about World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth tonight. So I brought a seasoned veteran, someone that I've been playing with since, what was it, 2007? 2007, yeah, 2007. It's Long time. It's, God, I, I've i known you uh, as Nomer at, at beginning. Yes. Um, it was your, it was, so, I've, I've known, yeah, I've known you for 11 years. We can get into the story in a bit. Yeah. Well, hey, before we jump in to the main topic, what Andy, what yes. have you been doing this week, man? Oh, How have you been? Great, dude. Great. You know what I've been doing, bro. Of course you I've guys been, I have been yeah. crushing it on uh, Warframe. I was going to say Warcraft, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it rubs off, dude. Yes, it does. Warframe, the other war game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and just, you know heckling my friends that are you know playing destiny heckling you who join jumps into the party but you're obviously off you know doing alliance allegiance battle stuff you know <laughs> uh, andy obviously is very well versed in the game oh bro yes. i am you know what i am just here to referee this shindig today dude, I'm, by the I'm end of the show the andy you're gonna be teaching us dude you're gonna be like yeah i'm gonna have all well i wish yes. illidan had wound up with taronda because uh oh, yeah it's gonna happen dude. by the end you of get... the by the end of the night andy's gonna be personally editing wowpedia just yes. with all of his vast knowledge. I don't, I don't, I allow me to disagree with you, my friend, according to Kyle and Manny. Uh, well, man. all right. Hey, let's just jump right into this. Mm -hmm. um, first, we have a bit of news about this Warcraft expansion. Warcraft indeed is not dead. So the battle for Azeroth has become the fastest selling Warcraft expansion in history, selling 3.4 million copies on the first day. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's not including the millions of pre-orders that they had before. Yeah. That's not including the however many that uh, amount that's been sold since. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's absolutely impressive. It's very impressive. I have a little quote here off hot off the press, gentlemen. That's my <laughs> hey, that's my thing. 
Okay. <laughs> Wait, can we, we shuffle that paper up. so it sounds like it's hot off the press? Like, <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. Battle. Some paper. Here's All go. right. Go. We're a prop show now. From uh, from Mike Matt Morheim himself, good buddy of mine. Battle for Azeroth is a definitive chapter in the Horde and Alliance conflict at the heart of Warcraft. And it's been thrilling to see players representing their factions in record numbers and embarking on their war campaigns, not to mention joining in ourselves. So all of this may as well be in Chinese, but I see Horde, I see war campaigns, I see all kinds of awesome things, Manny. I think I think you've done a terrible job of selling me on this game. I think I'm ready to go ahead and <laughs> well, order my computer right now. Well, it- with with that, let's uh, let's give a quick, super quick rundown of what World of Warcraft is. May okay. I just add so, one more thing before we yeah, go, go off for of the numbers? Yes. Um, Blizzard has not released any type of figure when it comes to... They used to be a quarterly thing for Blizzard Activision because Activision acquired Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um it was a merger, wasn't it? Was, it? Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was more of a merger because Blizzard, Blizzard prints money. Yes, they own <laughs> half of the U.S. Treasury. I think the price of gold is still more valuable on the open market in Warcraft than the Venezuelan currency is yeah. in Venezuela. That's oh, true. Gosh, it's scary. It's true. It is. Um, but this is actually. Uh, I'm very impressed that they actually were releasing this number because. Um, when Warcraft took a dip after the Warlords of Draenor expansion, they were dipping below, I think it was the first time they dipped below 8 million subscribers, and it hit the stock so hard that they didn't include it in any more press releases. So for them to say 3.4 million people or copies of Warcraft were purchased on launch day is yeah. huge. It really shows just how big this game is. Yeah, and we all knew that they would talk numbers again when the numbers were impressive, and this is impressive. Yeah, you flaunt it when you got it, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Back Back to you, Manny. Quickly, World of Warcraft, it is an MMORPG. So what that means is it's an RPG game, right, where you actually play a character and you progress that character through the game. But it's a multiplayer game, so there's millions of people playing this game, all on different servers. So you sign into World of Warcraft, you choose a server, you make your character, and on that server there's thousands of people that are there playing as well. So Warcraft is a game about progression, and it's about playing with other people. And the story is about these two factions, the Horde and the Alliance, and they're made up of, of separate and different races. And there's always been some kind of conflict between these two factions that is constantly bringing some type of conflict and war to Azeroth, which is the name of the planet. So with every expansion, they bring these new villains and these new challenges so that the Horde and the Alliance, they're kind of faced with, with, uh, with fighting and warring each other or to somehow join each other and take care of this great evil that's threatening um, like all of, of uh, mankind. Well, you know, not all are men, but you know what I mean. Right, like a temporary truce to for the greater good. Exactly. The greater good. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the last expansion we just had was called Legion. And Legion focused on the, the Burning Legion. And the second expansion was actually called the Burning Crusades. 
And it was about uh, fighting these hordes of demons that were coming to destroy our planet. And we fought them back. And years and years have gone by since we've been fighting them over and over. But Legion was really, what happened was that they were able to invade and to come into Azeroth like they have not been able to do before. And the the head of, of the, the Legion is Sargeras. Sargeras is a Titan. And a Titan, basically in Warcraft, they're... They're kind of like gods, right? They are the creators of the universe. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's different than whenever you think of gods, you know, but but they are just these these massive celestial beings that are, yes. you know, the size of a planet, right? Mm -hmm. So what had happened during Legion is that we, we fought back and forth and Sargeras, who was this uh, titan who had basically killed all the other titans we were able to fight him back and we were able to imprison him. But it wasn't before he was able to impale our planet Azeroth with his like giant war sword, right? And it actually damaged our planet. And what's what's interesting is that Azeroth, it's each planet, planets actually contain a Titan soul. It's like a world soul. Yes, yeah, some planets do, some planets don't. And that's what makes Azeroth special is that it does. Yes. It makes Azeroth special because it does, and it has actually contained the most powerful Titan that has ever been discovered. So Sargeras specifically targeted Azeroth for this purpose. Azeroth was wounded, and then the inner soul, the inside of Azeroth began to kind of come on the outside. So Azerite, this material started coming out from, from the ground all over the planet because it was, uh, it was wounded, right? So Azerite, it actually becomes this powerful, powerful resource for either good or evil. So all of a sudden, you know, we had just fought back the Burning Legion. We had just imprisoned Sargeras. And finally, we had some peace. We finally were able to end the conflict for the Horde and Alliance to bring lasting peace to Azeroth for a, a significant amount of time because the biggest danger was taken care of until this resource began to appear. And the Azerite, it was something that was worth fighting for. So then something insane happens. And so we're going to move into the, uh, the pre-patch. Now, there are some, some light spoilers here. So if you haven't played at all whatsoever, then we're going to kind of talk about the events that lead up to the battle for Azeroth. Mm -hmm. With the battle for Azeroth and with the Azerite, think of it as the nuclear race uh, between the USSR and the United States. They both had this wonderful, terribly destructive resource that could be either used for good, for powering power plants, or for bad, for destroying people. And that's yeah. the same thing with Azerite. Exactly. So the war chief for the Horde, Sylvanas, was... Uh, so the, the, war, the Horde has an overarching head, and they call themselves the war chief. Yes. Uh, and the Alliance has the High King, who happens to be Anduin Rin. So Sylvanas and Anduin are both trying to get as much of this Azerite as possible to try and better their position in the world. Sylvanas decides to you decided to use it for nefarious purposes. She is kind of a morally gray character uh, at the beginning of the beginning yeah. of the pre patch, um, <laughs> and she goes on the offensive and actually attempts to capture the one of the races of the alliance the night elves home of teldrassil 
which also contains their major city, Darnassus. And unfortunately for Sylvana, she has a little bit of a temper, mm-hmm. and she ends up burning the world tree instead. Oh, she sounds delightful. Oh, she's a she's a peach. Now, you have to understand that Childersil was an extremely important city to the Night Elf people. And we kind of learn a little bit that she had this this plan and this idea that if I capture Childersil, that's going to force the Alliance forces to to go and defend the city or to try and take it back. And then it frees the actual place where Sargeras plunged his sword, uh, which is Silithus, this this other land, and it frees that area up so that the horde can kind of swoop in and take more but she she basically had an idea and it was a plan to secure as much azurite as possible but she like kyle said she's a morally gray person she's a, an undead person right so she's not actually a human she was a, an elf who became undead and that's a whole like two hour story in itself yeah we could we could do like six episodes on me talking about sylvanas <laughs> So what what context clues here for me sounds like the horde are like ogre looking dudes and the alliance with the names and such sound like maybe more humanistic characters. Yeah, well, yes and no, right? More more or less the the horde are more natured towards battle, mm. towards uh you know, war bands, war chief, all of mm. that stuff where the alliance is uh Diplomatic. More civilized, more diplomatic. Yes. Got it. Whereas the horde, they're kind of, you know, a lot of their their architectures like huts and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there's like there's there's trolls, there's the undead, there's well, the goblins. Yeah, the well, there's Torin. The, the war cry for the horde is Loktar Ogar, which in Orcish means blood and thunder. So yeah. They well, go you know, for it. My wife does always say that I'm uh, alliance in the kitchen and horde in the bedroom. Maybe that's <laughs> Man. It's a joke, guys. <laughs> if you're if you're burning down trees in your bedroom, I really, I mean, I guess incense, but okay. So after after the events of uh, Teldrassil, um, the alliance marches on the horde city of Undercity. Yes. Now Undercity used to be the uh, kingdom of Lordaeron, which was a human nation. And unfortunately, due to events that happened in Warcraft 3, which was a uh, real-time strategy game that preceded World of Warcraft, uh, the kingdom fell. And mm-hmm. a lot of undead arose from said kingdom because there was a plague. The Alliance marches on Undercity, uh, which happens to be where Sylvanas was based. Yeah. And uh, the Alliance take it. They do. However, Sylvanas has the last laugh. And that she releases a plague that kills everything. Undead. Everything. Living. Everything. She releases a bomb and destroys the city of Lordaeron, which resides over Undercity, making it uninhabitable for anyone. Unprecedented evil atrocities she's committed. When she burnt Hidrasel, one of the, uh, the novellas they released stated that over half of the night elf population died in that fire. She she murdered half of an entire race and refusing to let her city be taken, she kills everyone in it. Jeez. Yeah, this this is crazy because now now looking at it as and from a not just the lore but from a player perspective, people that logged in and played these pre-patch um scenarios. So you actually got to play and you participated in these events as a player. And horde, pe- horde sides, players yeah. were very conflicted because you didn't necessarily have a choice when you were playing the game. 
because you were doing what your war chief told you, mm. right? Like during the, the battle of the undercity, you could either get um, like a, a gas mask to kind of protect you from the plague and go around and like save people. But you could also have uh, one of like a, a gun that shot like this plague juice or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you participate in the atrocity, you know, plague juice. Let it be known. I always spread the plague juice because <laughs> I enjoy death and destruction as an undead <laughs> warlock. Yeah, but, you know, there was it was funny because there was this huge, um, I guess, uh, movement uh, of people trying to almost protesting what was happening in the game. And there was there was these uh, cinematic shorts that were so very, very well made. There was one called The Old Soldier where it was Sourfang and he's been in the Horde for a very long time where he actually uh, he you know, he's he's a strategist. So he's helping in these attacks. He's a. He's an orc, so he's in the horde. So he has all this guilt and he feels like he doesn't want to die in this dishonorable way. He feels he's doing something totally wrong. So he actually removes his shoulder piece and takes off his armor and he's about to to just kind of sacrifice himself to the alliance and, and try to find an honorable death, right? But it gets denied him again because uh because there's a troll there that kind of convinces him otherwise that he needs to be there for the horde and that the people who who aren't a part of these atrocities in their house in their heart also although they're there committing these acts they need Sourfang to be a part so that's where the the whole uh taking off your shoulder and in warcraft you could change your character and, and make your shoulders invisible so that was like this big thing where people were, were removing movement. their shoulder armor mm-hmm. in game oh, and there was another one uh in the warbringer series now the warbringer series uh the old soldier is more of a cgi cinematic yeah absolutely gorgeous little short uh the warbringer series is an almost like an animated novella yes um Actually, I think that's exactly what they are. Uh, but, uh, but the one that is probably there was there are three of them. There's one for Jaina Proudmore, who is the uh, lead or one of the lead people on the Alliance. Uh, she's a mage. Um, and then you also have the Sylvanas novella, which actually showed us the reason for the burning of Teldrassil. Yeah. And then there is one that's actually getting released on the 24th of August. Uh tomorrow in in now time but i'm not sure based on when this uh, podcast gets released but at gamescom uh, for ashara who is the leader of the naga the race of former elves once again a long story she is a baddie yeah um but the jana proudmore one uh no uh, sorry Many and I agree is the uh, is probably one of the best ones. It has a sea shanty and it goes over Jaina's regret when she was younger. She helped the horde uh, because she believed in peace. She was like like we said before, Andy, diplomatic. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, uh, in one of the expansions, her entire city was wiped out by the horde. Yeah, the bombing of Theramore. Yeah, bombing of Theramore. So she became incredibly anti-Horde after that. It was a very big shock. Um, but now she's back, and it's a sea shanty. It's a very intoxicating song. I recommend going onto YouTube. Look up Warbringer Jaina. I have played it so many times, I can't even count. It's it's incredibly good. And the, mm-hmm. the work that Blizzard is doing for this game there's no wonder why it is like one of the uh the fastest selling pc games you know this expansion of all time i mean you can hear how we passionate we are talking yeah 
Yeah, I mean, the, the lore is... Manny, I, mean, I wish you talked about me this way. <laughs> oh, trust me, it? he does. <laughs> He's yeah. not around. Yeah, I mean, this This is... The, the lore of Warcraft is years and years and years deep. So there's there's a lot that, that could be talked about. But this, you know, trying to kind of get set up for what Battle for Azeroth is, giving some context... But let's let's talk a little bit about the leveling experience. We'll do that. We'll talk about the, the zones and stuff a little bit. Then we'll jump into the features. What is Battle for Azeroth and why is it different than the other expansions? And then a little bit on uh, what you do at the end game. Yeah. So as you're leveling up, you can choose your, you know, your if you're going to play the Horde, then you're going through uh, this this place called Zandalar. Now, Zandalar is an island that is is a, a troll island. And they're not a part of the Horde, but Sylvanas has this plan to go to Zandalar and to help recruit them to bring them into the Horde because they have this really large naval fleet that they think they absolutely need to fight and to win this war. So Zandalar, is, it's, it's really fun. It's, it's deserts, it's swamps, it's jungles. And the whole, uh, the whole story arc of Zandalar is... is uh, there's this blood god uprising that you kind of uncover and help and and as you help the people of Zandalar, they are more inclined to help the horde and to become a part of what you're doing um but Kyle how was your how was your quest and experience through Zandalar Zandalar was a lot of fun um I have one the trolls being one of the 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 dark spear trolls being one of the horde races you get a little bit of a sense of the overarching um way that trolls handle themselves uh they worship mm -hmm. gods named the loa and the loa are all based off of spirit it's whether it be the dinosaur spirit whether it be one samdi the spirit <laughs> the god of death yeah the um, one who makes fun of you if you die and he resurrects yeah. you the 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 visuals are beautiful the zones feel big enough that you really don't want to uh run across them the entire way but they're not big enough that it takes you hours to fly across yeah. um questing experience everything flows really well the story is engaging and uh by the end of uh, the leveling experience i was absolutely like gung-ho let's i want to be a friggin' troll let's do this <laughs> um it's so good yeah i am on my horde character i am i am 119 so I'm not quite 120 just yet. <laughs> and everything that I've seen has been so much fun. There's tons and tons of quests there. There's a lot of story. And I, um, you know, people go back and forth about is the pacing right? Is Does everything tie together? And I, I think so. I think the pacing was really good. Every All the story, there's like a sto big story thread going through everything. And, and it was really cool. Zandalar is really nice. Mm -hmm. I have also been working on my Alliance tune, my, uh, I'm using, I'm playing a Fury Warrior on the Alliance and my goodness, dude, that class is so fun. They absolutely nailed just the, how fast and how fierce a Fury Warrior is. And yeah. it is, it is just so good. I could not think of a way for them to make it better. And I can't, I you know, I, I hardly... <laughs> I can't say that about a lot of classes, you know, there's always something where I think I wish this was a little different or whatever. It plays so fast and so like satisfying, right? Yeah. I'm playing my, uh, on my, on Alliance, I'm playing a, uh, human paladin, a yeah. bringer of light 
to the world and the class is very very well put together um in this in this expansion it looks like melee will rule um, yeah when it comes to been... burst damage but it's been it's been a lot of fun and um the the town in Coltiris is really good now just like you were saying with Zandalar the alliance traveled to Coltiris because they want to recruit their navy yes once again <laughs> the battle for Azeroth is arms race that is what you're doing you're trying to build up as much as you can to <laughs> so that your opponent doesn't have uh the opposing faction yeah. doesn't have a leg up on you. But uh, Kul Tiris, as uh, it differs from the Horde, it uh, it's it's forests. It's a human nation. They're pirates because Kul Tiris has been known for its navy forever. And uh, after the Second War and the Third War uh, in Warcraft, preceding World of Warcraft, uh, they were weakened. So... There has been uprisings, whether it be pirates, whether it be witches, whether it be witchcraft. There's just, it's a whole mess right now in Kul Tiris. And as an Alliance character, your job is to kind of bring everything together and try and get, you know, get Kul Tiris back to what it is. They have the ships, but they don't mm -hmm. have the will. Yeah, Kul Tiris, mm -hmm. they're not on your side to begin with, but they're going through these this political upheaval and you actually have the opportunity to help sort things out and they 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 become more inclined to uh to giving you aid do you sort it out with some swift justice is that how some you sort swift it out? justice dude absolutely nice. dude nice yeah. so you're, yeah you're bashing skulls then yeah manny's holding two uh he manny's class actually allows him to hold what normally takes someone two hands to hold he can hold two two-handed swords because he's such a furious warrior. Yeah. We remember when was it in Diablo? Didn't it have something where you can hold a two-handed sword with one that hand might have been and still have a shield? Was that the berserker? One of them. So no. like that, you're one of those, Manny. Yeah, yeah dude. I'm dude. If if you played Warcraft, Andy, I have no <laughs> doubt you'd play this class, dude. Oh, nice. It is so great. it's a striker titan, is what you're telling. Me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty much. It's, exactly. You're in face. You're in face, and you're melting face. Oh, That's I love what it. You do. I love it. <laughs> Sign up me close up. And personal. Sign me up. <laughs> so, do the I think Kultiras uh, is beautiful. Yes, I think it looks absolutely great. I keep finding myself getting lost in some of these zones. Like honestly, I am. Like going through the mountains and stuff through these these snowy areas and, and it's you know the snow's coming down it's and then there's there's all these just these uh, ambient creatures all over the place and it feels like they have really strived to bring some realism and the art just looks so good i mean it's like a lot of games where the art team is just firing on all cylinders right it looks like a screenshot generator the game yeah. just looks so so very good and i'm like really impressed and something that they really did this expansion, and it shows, uh, they spent a lot of time on animations for everything in the world, even if you're not interacting with it. Yeah. So as opposed to just seeing people aimlessly walking around waiting for you to talk to them, a farmer is farming. Mm -hmm. A kid is chasing after a pig. People are talking crap about you. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a pig is eating slop. Yeah. Like it's mm -hmm. the little things that really, really make the uh, make the game for me. Um, I do find myself in Kultiris more than I did in Zandalar. Like you said, wandering around, it's gorgeous, and there's just so many side quests. Yeah, um, all these funny little stories. 
Yeah, it's it's very it's very engaging. This game is just it's you're right. It's firing on all cylinders. You know, and that's that's the thing about like an open a more open world uh I guess game, right? Yeah. Yeah, like a when, sandbox game. When the world feels like it's happening even when you're not there, right? Mm-hmm. Like so like yeah. GTA does a good job of that or uh GTA. Yeah. Rockstar, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cuz you just walk around and like this world is existing despite your, you know, Without the presence me. there, yeah, mm-hmm. and and I think we we take that for granted sometimes, right? Like as gamers, where you know we're we're immersed in a story or in in the you know the 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 sequence of playing the game, right? I'm battling this thing or whatever, but then it's everything around you that adds richness to that that we don't even think about, uh, right? So like now it sounds like you you guys have that a little bit, and so it's like oh this is. Just making your experience that much better, you know, adding a little texture to to what you're doing. Oh, for sure. And w- one thing that I wanted to to throw in real quick, since we're talking a little bit about the art and how the game looks, and people they they try to dismiss Worldcraft Warcraft because it's like a 14 year old game or whatever, mm-hmm. and and it's true, it is it is an old game, but their engine is improved. And it is doing nothing but maturing. And every expansion, I'm blown away about how good everything looks. Mm-hmm. And it has this art. They they have an art style, right? There's it's right. almost like a painted feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And they they do it so very well. And um, I, I'm I'm really impressed. So this mm-hmm. time you get to level up to uh, 120, right? It's getting higher and higher. <laughs> mm-hmm. But let's let's jump into some of the uh, some of the new features here. In Legion, you were able to unlock these amazing weapons for your class. Yeah, and each one was actually based in lore, based in story, somewhere in the Worldcraft universe. Mm -hmm. So for Hunters, you had uh, a bow from Valyria Windrunner, who was one of the top Ranger Generals for uh, Kel'Thalas, the original High Elf area. Like, it... All of them had something to do with the class, and it was great. It was yeah, really cool. It was great because, you know, it's it's Warcraft. It's all about the gear, right? It's all about improving your character. And you saw these gear, um, these these weapons in lore that you've always thought were amazing, right? Like the Ashbringer and stuff and mm-hmm. these amazing fabled artifact weapons. And you you this expansion Legion, you got to actually have them finally. So it was it was great and it was amazing. So it's like, how do you top that? How do you deal with that? They phased those out so that they're not a part of of this particular expansion. That's kind of locked into Legion. You still yeah. can have the appearances. So if you had the Ashbringer, you can make your current sword look like the Ashbringer, which is really amazing. But they introduced this new feature called the Heart of Azeroth, and it's actually a necklace. So it's a new type of artifact. You get the heart of Azeroth right when you start the game after the first like um, first like the intro quest and stuff as you as you begin, and they're doing something that's a little interesting. They're using the heart of Azeroth to replace two systems that were in a Legion: the artifact weapons and your legendary items. So legendaries were like these these hard to get armor pieces that had these special abilities, and they were really. They were really amazing, but they're kind of hard to deal with because for your class, if you needed, if you wanted to perform like at the very top, you had to have specific legendaries and there was no way to actually get a specific legendary. You just had to get lucky. 
You had to get very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. You had to get very lucky. So they've removed that whole system. Everyone gets this neck and you have three pieces of armor that are affected by this neck piece that kind of give you these extra stats and these extra uh, abilities as well. So the, the way legendaries added to your character, these armor pieces added to add to your character, but you can swap them in and out. You can get new ones in the level of your your necklace, the heart of Azeroth, that kind of determines the um, the unlocking of these abilities. So it's much more user friendly. And what I like about this is that they're they're brilliant and they're masters of iteration, right? They'll take an idea and they will see what works and what doesn't, and they'll fix it and they'll make it better. And and I think this is an improvement over over those systems. So Manny, what you're saying is that this heart of Azeroth gives your character awesome sauce. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of that, dude. I love yeah, those man. things. Azerite is the awesome sauce, and your necklace is just soaking that up. Yes. <laughs> oh, hold on. I need to sprinkle some awesome sauce on my sword. Yeah, that's there what you you're go. doing. <laughs> I love it. So let, let's talk about some of these features here. Um, the first one, and these are kind of, uh, as you go, these are like end game features. So the first one is Island Expeditions. This is this is a new thing here. It's a three-person mode where you can go up go up against AI and there's a normal, heroic, and a mythic difficulty. And um it's it's a really interesting system. Uh, Kyle, have you done these island expeditions uh, uh and what what do you think about them? I've done the introduction ones. I haven't actually gone uh and do any of them post the introduction to them in the war campaign however uh i've had quite a few friends that do that have and uh they love it um a lot of them have been doing the heroic and mythic ones because the people that i've been playing with are guys that have gotten 120 within the first two days of the expansion and now they're trying to get all of the uh all the best gear they can Um, but the island expeditions are great you go and your whole purpose whether you're horde or alliance is to gather azurite the and all you're doing is you're either if you're doing the player versus player mode you're fighting other human players another three-man party you're trying to get more azurite than they can and once the all of the once the one team has more azurite the expedition is over and they actually have like a weekly weekly quest i think it's forty thousand azurite Mm-hmm. that you uh that you acquire and it's it's really cool because it adds a different something else to do and especially for pvp it's almost like a 3v3 uh arena yeah. it's like gambit with an extra, for destiny yeah. and with with extra <laughs> yeah with extra stuff to do and it's just it's a lot of fun yeah so so you you both arrive at the island at the same time and you're battling each other trying to gather resources and whoever whoever gets the uh the cap wins Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's amazing because you can go either against AI or against other players. That's that's a really cool activity. The next one is called Warfronts. And this is really cool. It is their take on the original Warcraft RTS game. Mm-hmm. So Warfronts, it's it's uh, 20 players versus hundreds of NPCs. And you are setting up a base. You're setting up your training you're training troops you're getting supply lines going and your your whole goal is to set up uh, a, a a war front to go into your enemy factions keep and to take them down 
And what's neat about this is that if your faction wins, it gives you access to this entire zone for your faction that unlocks a bunch of other um, uh, different activities that you wouldn't otherwise have access to unless you've battled in the war front and, and your faction has won. And it's really cool because uh, the way they did it with phasing is that a lot of these war fronts are in zones that you leveled in. But yes. now, because of the battle for Azeroth, the war front, the, the, the zone is changed by these two factions setting up shop. Uh, for instance, in Arathi Highlands, you have Stromgard, which was the first human nation has been rebuilt by the Alliance, and that's their stronghold. Then you have uh, Thralmar. I think it's Thralmar. But you have something similar on the Horde side. And it you have to gather wood. You have to gather food. You have to gather uh, stone. You have to do all these things like you would in an RTS, like you said, Manny. And it's just it's very fascinating. They have specific uh, world quests and daily quests from there. And it's just it's so cool. Yeah, I think this mode would really pull at the nostalgia heartstrings for people who loved the uh, original RTS games. Yeah, nice. But World Quests, they've returned, and World Quests are pretty great. They, uh, for a long time, Warcraft had these daily quests. When you're end game, you do these daily quests, and it kind of helps you to get gear and resources and stuff like that. They've done away with that whole World Quest system back in Legion. They retained it and refined it and made it better. World quests in Battle for Azeroth are basically just all the zones that you've leveled up in. There's these specific quests that you go out and do for for kind of endgame rewards. So it kind of keeps players out in the world instead of just like living in their faction city, right? And and it's really it's it's nice because um, as the head game designer said in a Q and A today. The, the goal for World Quests was to have people engaged in the conflict still, mm -hmm. uh, engaged in the content, and also, you know, if they can't get a group, that maybe they can get a piece of gear from World Quests. Yeah. Um, and uh, another thing that adds to the World Quests is the new war mode. Uh, it's an open world PvP system that you activate in your home city of either Stormwind or Orgrimmar. And the cool thing is, is that the moment you go into the world, if an opposing faction member is there, you can kill him uh, and you get rewards. Yeah, I think this is probably one of the best features that I've seen brought to Warcraft. So it used to be that you would uh, start your character, but you would first pick a server and you would pick if you're going to be on a PvP server where anyone was able to attack anyone out in the open world. Or you do a PvE server where the only way you're going to fight someone else is in like a, a small PvP zone or through the battleground system and stuff like that. But they've done away with that completely. So what's cool about this is that you, let's say you're in your home city, you're, say you're in Stormwind and you decide, I want to go activate war mode. You, you do get these PvP talents that you can use as you're questing and doing stuff out in the world. And it also gives you like a boost to to your experience gains as well. So there are some benefits for doing war mode. But as you're just out in the world, like you said, you can, you know, it's just open world PvP. And this has sparked some open world PvP like all across the game, just like it was back when the game launched. Exactly. And the, the really cool thing, Manny, like you said, 10% experience, but it's 10% everything. It's 10% more rep. It is... If you are mining some ore, you're getting 10% more ore. 
If you're getting herbs, you're getting 10% more herbs. So it's really, they incentivized it enough that if you don't want to do war mode, you don't have to. But yeah. if you want the benefit of 10% more of everything, plus that air of danger that you might be herbing, and then all of a sudden, bang, here comes Manny with his big swords, and he's going to wreck you. <laughs> mm. Dude, I absolutely love world PvP, and this is like one of the most hype things. So like, is this I'm like super loving it? Wow, battle royale mode? No, it's just just if imagine thinking... if you're on patrol on the dreadnought, and and imagine the dread the dreadnought is like thirty times larger, and all of a sudden somebody comes up to you and he's a red, but he's actually a player and not like a thrall or whatever, mm. and you could just fight him out in the open world. Now imagine that you are with a group of of like 20 of your favorite friends and so and so were they you know that's silly that's silly you can only take two of your favorite friends end up yeah. zone. you already know that that's you know silly, you can don't be your best friend don't be ridiculous you know Manny. you can be like in a roaming group of just uh, a, a a rogue and a priest you know and just just pick fights with people hit him you know? with my one-handed two-handed sword and then all yes. of us, and then yes. so you know, you get killed out there. So then you're on guild chat, and you're like, "There's some, there's some alliance over here giving us trouble. Let's go." And then your friends come, and then all of a sudden you're in this guild versus guild battle. Jeez, just you know, out of the blue in the open world, and that is that is like I think they have really succeeded at bringing back the war in Warcrafts, and you know, I I'm loving it. It's it's so fun. Ten ten percent more loot. 100% more fun. Exactly. <laughs> nice. You're always looking over your shoulder. <laughs> so when you when you do get to the end game, there are some other things to look forward to with Warcraft. There are these world bosses and these things that these end game, the, the very end game activities, these actually are reserved for three weeks or so after an expansion goes live. So these mm -hmm. things are not live in game right now. Mm -hmm. But these are some things you can look forward to. Uh, world bosses. So there are these bosses that are kind of on this rotation. So you don't always have the same world boss up, but you get to fight them every week. They have their own mechanics and stuff, and you need an entire raid to kill these world bosses. And um, it's it's just a way to get loot, and it's it's re they're really fun. Nice. And uh, and then the, the raids. The the raid is is coming out, right? Yeah. Uh. So in the so the the raid is called Old Deer, uh, Old Deer, just like mm -hmm. it's like an old deer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. It's situated in Nazmir. It's uh. It was a Titan research and quarantine facility because, like we said, the Titans were the shapers of the universe. They had places all over the universe where they could go. Okay, we need to research this. What's going on? This stuff has just popped up just like any other good governing body uh but yeah. <laughs> the uh, the the old gods were so the titans are always fighting the old gods the old gods are the bringers of shadow and void um now the blood god gahoon who you will experience if you are running on the yeah, and Zandalar on the Horde side. I believe you'll also run into something similar in the Alliance, but I haven't finished the Alliance, so I can't say for sure. Yeah, me neither. Um, however, the Titan's plan is to kill the Old Gods uh, without killing Azeroth. So they're sending... You are going in as a boon of the Titans to go in and get these discs that will hopefully... Uh, 
hopefully not allow you to defeat the Blood God Gahoon, but also not kill Azeroth because we don't want any collateral damage. Yeah. So that's the raids are always exciting. They always tie them into the, the story of what's going on and they make them extremely accessible because they have a, a um, it's, it's a raid finder mode. So it's, it's kind of an easier version that you can just queue into with a bunch of strangers and you, you will usually find success. If you die at a boss, you get a stacking buff that makes you more and more powerful till you actually do defeat it. Hmm. And then there's the normal heroic and then there's mythic for that, that very top percent of raiders. So that is, that is content that people live in for sure. So you're saying, you're saying that raids in WoW come out three weeks after the expansion drops? Yeah, because they want to give you an opportunity to kind of advance your character and as many characters as you want That's the to dumbest. prepare for raid. That's the dumbest Andy? thing I've ever heard. Everybody <laughs> knows that you do it the week after the, the game. Or no, that drop. very week. Yeah, that very Andy, week. You do it that Friday. Not every, Andy, not everyone can take off from work for a week like I did for the game release. Uh, I, I'm, just, I know, I'm totally messing, dude. Of course, I'm, I'm throwing a little... Uh, Some shade I, at Destiny's raids. Trust, trust me, there's a there's a smirk on my, my lip. I'm smiling. Nice. Um, but the, the cool thing is, is that it's actually... Uh, the normal heroic and mythic version mm. are all getting released on the 4th of September. Then a week after that, they're opening up the first wing for Raid Finder. Now, Raid Finder, like Manny said, they introduced it so that literally everyone can see the game. Mm. And that was something that Blizzard really wants, is they want everyone to experience every facet of the mm-hmm. game. However, Raid Finder is on a time lock system. So two weeks after... I, uh, I have the, the dates first... right here if you guys yeah. want me to rattle them off. Go ahead. Let it rip. So it looks like we already have the normal heroic and mythic levels that drop. comes on, out on the 4th. On the 4th. Yep. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. We're in August. So the 4th, 11th, we have Raid Finder for something called Halls of the Contaminated. Containment. Halls containment, of Containment. Yeah. September 25th, Crimson Descent. And October 9th, Heart of Corruption. Yeah. So Look at that. Andy's doing his homework. Yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, a part of... Um, uh, another thing here is the the Mythic Plus dungeon system, the Keystone system. There's 10 new dungeons that they released that you could go through now. And the Mythic Plus system is kind of like the Diablo's Rift system mm-hmm. where you can get higher and higher and higher. And there's these specific affixes that, that affect mm-hmm. the abilities of the mobs in there. And it is it is a really, really interesting system. And I think it's it's awesome because it gives you a progression that if you don't have 25 people or, or, um, well, you know, you can do, there's this flexible system now with raids, right, Kyle, yep. that, that you can go in there with, with what's the lowest you could go into a raid with now? I believe it's 10 with 10. Okay. And you could yeah. flex that all the way up to what? Like 20, 25. 25. So, yeah. You, so, so Andy, you can go in with 13 of your best friends and mm. only have 14 total people. That's ridiculous. Cause I know that you're Mr. Popular. That's you ridiculous. have lots of friends. That's what, that's what Manny told you me. You can yeah. only take six people into a raid. <laughs> This is crazy. This is crazy. You guys are crazy. So you can do that in raids, but with <laughs> Mythic Plus, you can you can have that same level of progression with only five people. So it's that's that's awesome, dude. That would be so cool to experience something like that. You know, we we're so, I mean, I'm so uh, just conditioned, I guess, mm-hmm. for you know, just to have like, oh, I can only have these small yeah. little groups. But this game, I get. Well, I mean, you know, they're the they're the they're they're the oldest uh, 
Kid on the Block, right? They've been they've yeah. been doing definitely it for the, the most longest. successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and another th- cool thing about Mythic, uh, the Mythic Plus system, Andy, is that they, as the difficulties get higher, as you get more the higher keystones, mm-hmm. they actually add in different things, such as necrotic, which means that uh, the people will actually take more damage. A stacking debuff goes on. Mm. They have volcanic, where if you stand around on a spot for more than three seconds, a volcano pops up below <laughs> you. Yes. They have and 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 great stuff. The great thing is is that the higher the keystones go, you can actually at the highest keystone level match the heroic level gear from a raid. Oh wow. Yeah. So you can Yeah, it's like the highest form of progression. That's mm-hmm. but it is the so most cool. difficult content. And it's stressful. And, yeah. You're racing the clock. Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. The next PvP season is gonna be starting around that time as well. Can't wait. Yeah. The the PvP in WoW is I think is very fun. I love it. It is. You know, Warcraft is a third person game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's much different than the type of game you get with like a first person shooter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the PvP is really engaging. It is it's it is about using your entire skill set of utilities, offensive and defensive skills, and and figuring out what is how can you take down this other class mm-hmm. before they they take you down. And it's it's really great. I love it. Yeah, how to take down a disciplined priest? Hmm. Impossible. Just Number one, keep run. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just 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 stop. Yeah, you always run <laughs> from. Never mind. all right all right all right so that is our that is our take on the battle for azeroth it is a game that i'm that i am playing that i absolutely love i have played every warcraft expansion Mm -hmm. um i honestly nowadays i just usually play for a few months and i and i kind of give it a rest and then come back and it's the game is designed for you to do that now you don't have to feel like you have to dedicate your entire life to this game to get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. The game has changed. It is much more suitable for people with families and children. You could jump in and jump out and make progress, and it's it's great. Well, listen, you kids that started 14 years ago, you know? <laughs> I mean, by at this point, of course, they're going to slow it down a little bit, man. Those, yeah, because I those was, people who are making yeah. it actually have kids and families now. Yeah. You're about was, to <laughs> you're about to get into like wow grandbabies here. We're all going all yeah. together, man. I was I was 21 when the game came out, and I can remember staying up all night. Oh gosh, going until five or six in the morning, oh. then going into work, working a full eight hour shift, and then going to college for three or four hours, then coming home and playing. What there were there were weeks that I slept maybe five hours. In gosh the darn it, that is. But the the cool thing is now. Um, like like Manny was saying, is that it, it is a subscription based game now, so uh, it's fifteen dollars a month. Hmm. Um, you can either pay it all at once and you get a discount. So I think it's down to eleven dollars a month. Yeah, something you like can, that. Uh, and they have a way that you can actually use in game currency, the gold hmm. in the Warcraft economy, and you can actually pay for your subscription that way too. Yeah, so we have friends that don't really, pay really real money and haven't in a very long time. My friend, our, our, yeah, our one friend has had, uh, the, he's been at the gold cap since the third expansion and he does not pay for anything on Blizzard. In fact, he bought an Overwatch League hoodie with in-game currency. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because he, he bought, he bought 
Diablo with in-game currency. He bought anything that Blizzard has. He he, he could have even bought Destiny 2 because I was it's gonna on say, the Blizzard app. I was going to say, yeah, Manny, you had mentioned something about yeah. that when it, they yeah. were first putting the Destiny 2 on, on that Blizzard app. Yep. It actually if, spiked the economy. Goodness. Yeah, if, if you can WoW make gold in WoW, you can pay for everything Blizzard has to offer. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, is that the case for... Uh, for Black Ops 4 too. Yep, you Probably. can buy it with the live but cuz cuz all you're doing is you're cashing in gold to get $15 in work in Blizzard bucks more. That's what yeah. we call it. Hey, around bucks. the around the office we call it Blizzard bucks. Blizzard bucks. Um but the, the like I said subscription based game $15 a month and the cool thing that they just started it's really great for returning players is that you don't need to actually purchase all of the previous expansions like you used to you used to have to buy the base game for 20 mm. and then they would have each expansion by the time you know the latest one come out, all the previous ones would be like maybe ten, fifteen dollars, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the fifth or sixth because it's yeah. every two years, seventh. Um, and the cool thing is, is that you buy the latest expansion, you actually get a one ten boost, a character boost that you get up to the max level from Legion. And uh, I believe you said that they were starting a, a new trial system too, right? Yeah, you could actually. It's not in game yet, but it should be really soon. You just log in. You could actually create a 110 character and do some of the beginning scenarios for the expansion and see if you like it. If you're like, man, this druid feels amazing. I think I'm going to go, go ahead and use my boost, yeah, boost here. Or you can try You can try out every single class at uh, level 110 to see what you like to play. And see then you Andy, could start you right away into the new expansion. So you don't have to start from level one. You can start at the very beginning. So wait a minute. What you're telling me is I can buy the new expansion without buying the old expansions? That's right. Correct. This is crazy. I Look, guys, you should have told me that we were having a ridiculous talk <laughs> podcast. This whole thing, we've you guys have been Yeah, you don't been... have to buy all the previous stuff. But wait, Andy, there's more. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I don't get to bust out my like stupid infomercial voice all the time <laughs> but wait there's more that's perfect uh you can actually play the game right now you can download the game mm-hmm. and you can play up to level 20 for free so you can see if the game is something that you want to play wow man yep. so I... not only do you get the the late of the game with all just playing the latest expansion but if you don't even want to buy the game you don't even have to goodness just go yep. to level 20 and then you can just say like well all right i'll pay 15 bucks play for a month see how far i get see if i like it yeah it's pretty great nice dude that's awesome so that's that it great. that is that's world warcraft. of warcraft the battle for azeroth man it's out <laughs> it really all kidding aside uh, aside it sounds amazing man uh, hearing you guys talk about all the lore and the characters and all this stuff it's like wow man that's uh that sounds pretty pretty cool you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of cool to to listen to you guys kind of go back and forth. There's obviously a lot of history that you guys have with the game. And so that's mm-hmm. very cool to see a, a, a video game with so much staying power. You know, sometimes yeah. if it isn't broke, there's no need to fix it. Right. I believe it was Charles Oak, the, the great poet Charles Oakley that said, if it ain't broke, don't break it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> much better said. Much better said. Nice. Awesome. Dudes. So if you're still listening to us, then uh, you're a brave soul. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to us nerd out about one of the coolest games on the planet. Yeah. Hmm. So thanks so much. Thank you to our Patreons. 
Thanks for supporting us. We appreciate it. Those are the people that have decided to support us financially by going to patreon.com slash giving a picture club. Kyle, if somebody wants to yeah. come find you, where can they do that? You can find me on Twitter at Kyle underscore SOB, and you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Bam Bam Branson. I haven't been streaming that much of late, but uh, we will be starting to raid in the uh, Andy, what was that date again? September fourth. September fourth. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So uh, I'm going to be starting to stream the raids and uh, maybe some island expeditions and other things. So feel free to uh, to, to give me a out? follow. Mm-hmm. Smash that follow button. Break yes. that follow Sm- button. <laughs> yeah. What all the kids yeah. say. Subscribe, notify, <laughs> comment. All right. Yeah. You can find me at AKA Manny G on Twitter and everywhere else. Andy. Hmm. You know, what? dude. Andyman228 on the Twitter. I still haven't quite <laughs> mastered that yet. Ori and... All in time. Yeah, Ori and BitDead were <laughs> ganging up on me, and I was really having a hard time. You know, yeah. I couldn't keep up with them, but but you could go up. Uh, you can make fun of me on uh, Twitter if you like. I probably won't answer you. <laughs> I won't defend Come myself. Come on, Andy. Get on my level, man. Yeah. I've got like 30,000 plus tweets. I've been on it for oh, 10 gosh. years. Let's do this. Oh, <laughs> uh, Xbox Live uh, TX, uh, space handyman and discord. Come on in the discord. All yes. three of us are in there. So it's a good last but not least go to gaming adventure club.com slash discord to become a part of the club. There We'd love to have you. Yes, sir. So until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. Bye.